Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. It all begins with impact, ladies and gentlemen. That's what is the big thing my guest today talks about. He is a returning guest, so you may remember his docile tones one of the earlier seasons the uh head of master talk himself i'm gonna make it a brief intro ladies and gentlemen brendan brendan thank you so much for being back phil the pleasure is absolutely mine and congrats on all the success you've had since then oh well it's i've had some success but your success has is even better um you landed on a, an amazing podcast just recently you just dropped that on me before we went live. entrepreneurs on fire so i'm wondering why you're on this like b-level podcast when you're on the granddaddy the og of podcasting but it's always a pleasure to have you on. hey the pleasure is mine phil thanks for having me so when we first had you on you had just started master talk it was still a relatively smaller channel and now it's been able to replace your nine to five and your living life uh what's happened in the in between like what's happened since you were last on a, a on the podcast to today what's changed for sure phil so when we first talked which we kind of measured was like late 2020 early 21 mm-hmm. i was in a really bad place in my life even if i didn't give the illusion of it on the podcast and the reason was because I was side hustling Master Talk for like 20, 30 hours. So I was doing podcasts primarily just on weekends because I was working at my corporate gig for like 70, 75 hours a week. So it was wild. I was doing like 90, 100 hour week. And my work was getting really, really hard and hectic. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I was at a crossroad. I was like, should I go full time on Master Talk? Should I just dump it and do focus on the corporate job? And I had a lot of back and forth. But what happened in, in 2021, kind of after our show, is I did really well on Clubhouse when it was the thing for like 90 days. And I was able to get for like, yeah, it was like a 90-day blip, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Right. And I was a part of the blip. So I was a part of it from the beginning. So so I got a couple of clients through that app and a little bit from you that I started making a little bit of money. And I'd probably replaced 20 to 30% of my income at that point. But Master's Talk was still pretty small. I think I was at like 70,000 subscribers, which wasn't so bad. But I wasn't making enough money to quit. And then in June of 2021, what happened was I got lucky with my business partner. He introduced me to like five or 10 new clients. And I realized at that point that I could go full-time and make it work. So I quit my job and then I went full-time Master's Talk. So that's the first thing that happened. The second thing that happened is I almost ran out of money in September or October. So that's why my tip is always for new entrepreneurs, have a six to nine month emergency fund, which I did thankfully for me, or else I definitely would have went to zero because I couldn't figure out client acquisition. So I got the first clients filled, but then I was like, okay, how do I do this? And then I figured out a strategy on LinkedIn that was starting to get me a bunch of clients. And then I was able to, to fully replace my income and, and make it work full time. And I think the last thing is now it's the vision. I think the vision has changed a lot since we started talking, which is now the vision is I want to be the next Dale Carnegie. You know, I think it's really powerful that I can share all of these communication tips really early in life. So I have a lot of life ahead of me to bring Master Talk to the world. And that is now my, my life's calling in pursuit full time. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, so you had this moment where in, in June where you're like, okay, yeah, I can do this full time. What was like, what was the, like the freeingness of walking into your, your nine to five where you had been putting blood and sweat, 
hours on hours in here and then walking into your boss's office and saying, yeah, here's my two weeks or I quit right then. Like, what was that feeling like? Really stressful. I actually cried that day. What? (laughs) Yeah. And the reason is because I had a very different 95 transition than most people. I Even if it was really hectic, I actually really liked the job. I liked the people around me. I think for me, the challenge, Phil, was changing my identity from the person who was going to be a successful corporate executive, which was my goal. And I was on track to doing that, to actually being a full-time entrepreneur, a YouTuber, some guy who coaches people on communication <laughs> for money. Like it just, it just didn't fit. And the other piece that was stressful that I forgot to mention is I was and still am up until another six months, and then I'll be good. I'm the only sole brenner in my family. So my, I retired my mother with the money I was making at IBM, and I was paying my sister's education with the money that we we're making. So cutting my salary by 70% was really stressful because if I didn't make it back like in six months, we're finished. So I was, I was crying a lot. <laughs> Holy moly. That is, well, it is somewhat similar to other entrepreneurs who take that leap, you know, with their, that are having a, like, you didn't have a budding family. You had like, you're supporting your mom, you're supporting your sister, like you're, you're being a good, dutiful son. So like, it's a different family dynamic, but still, you're still helping your family through with your salary that you're all about to gamble that, Hey, I can make this a full time. And you're like, getting down to the wire you're like, and it was close it wasn't elon musk close like, <laughs> like next rocket de- we're dead right? yeah it wasn't like that like i had a great relationship with the company i could have went back yeah but it would have been a big l if i didn't make it work but thankfully it all worked that's great i love hearing that like the roll of the dice came out which is great because you already knew you already had it in place it was just like corporate job was just getting in the way it's just getting in the way. And plus you come from that corporate world. So you understand the structure, you can structure your business in a proper way so it can grow to be a mega corporation to that Dale Carnegie level that you want. You got it, man. And that's, that's actually my three tips for when quitting a job to do entrepreneurship full-time, which is one, if you can't do the side hustle part-time, there's no way you can. I just don't see that working because now I'm, I'm working all the time, but now I love it. So it's fine. <laughs> it's, and, it's not really work so much yeah. as, okay, I have to do this to pay the bills, but I'm getting paid to do this. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. So that's the first piece. The second piece, Phil, is definitely the emergency fund. I had, I had that emergency fund and that fund saved me or else I 100% would have ran out of money. I wouldn't have figured out client acquisition fast enough and I would have lost or I would have taken out a loan, one or the other. The third thing, though, that a lot of people don't do is I was already making money before I quit. So I already had a proven product. I just didn't know how to sell more of it. Like I knew how to coach people. I just didn't know how to get enough people to the coaching with me. And that's the part I figured out when I quit, but I'd still figured out a little bit. So it was enough for me to, to go full time. But most people don't have any of this. Yeah, no, it's, uh, they don't have the patience because you need that nine to five just to put in that bills so that you can save up bring all the money and then invest in yourself to take it to the next level, get to that place where you're able to, like you said, where you're like, you're crying because you, you're like, I could leave, but what happens? Like you're at that level of, do I believe in myself enough? And you pulled the trigger and you're, you're doing great and you have a great vision because you do want to impact. You want to help people like on your website said, like you're scared to start talking on YouTube, but 
how can you save the world if you're doing it by yourself with the videos you're helping? I appreciate it, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, for me, starting YouTube was never about money because I was just making videos in my mom's basement back in 2019 when I started it because I felt like nobody was sharing this information for free on the internet. And then it just so happened that as I was creating videos, it turned out that I could build the business in the back end, kind of like with your podcast where you started it and then you realized, huh, like I could actually build something in the back end and here you are. So it worked out yeah, for both no. of us. Yeah, it worked out. I love that's one of the reasons I love reconnecting with a previous guest who has had the growth like you've had um, a similar trajectory. We started a little around the same time, and we're hitting the hitting our stride now and succeeding. Great things like you were on Entrepreneur on Fire. I, I want to under- ask you, how was that process getting on Entrepreneur on Fire with us? For the sure, father so- of uh, entrepreneurs <laughs> uh, podcasting. So I got a little bit lucky and you can copy the strategy and I'm always transparent about how that happened. So there's a there's a platform that I don't really recommend as a product because I want to make sure my reputation isn't damaged here called Guestio. So Guestio is a platform that's good, but I, I think Podmatch is, is better as a platform that I used. So So we have a very aggressive outbound strategy to get on shows. And it just so happened that John Lee Dumas' show is just one of the shows on the list that you could pitch to if you want. But the reason is very specific because it's the only big, big show that's on Guestio. It's because John Lee Dumas and Travis, the founder of Guestio, are really good buddies. So they knew each other. And he's an angel investor in Guestio. So I think what he's doing, I'm not sure, so don't quote me on this or else I don't want to get into any trouble here. But basically, I think he's prioritizing the people who are pitching through Guestio versus through his website so Makes then sense. we sent up literally dude i sent him a template pitch. like it was just a <laughs> template pitch that i was sending everyone i was like there's no way he's gonna say yeah so i just started pitching a bunch and we started getting a bunch of shows like i always do a good a a level shows but then he replied and he was like sure yeah just pay the fee and you're on and i was like what <laughs> there you go that's it. You just got to ask. So this year, we're actually just going to pitch every big show and see what happens with, with JLD's link. I'll let you know how that goes. Please let us know. Uh, come <laughs> back in a year. We'll see how you are in a year. If, <laughs> if you're not too big time, that is. Uh, Brandon. You, you know what's funny, though, Phil? This is something I'm kind of learning a little bit because the, the episode dropped like last week is it's so crazy how much more credibility I have now with that show. Because it, it's just a 30-minute episode. It's one podcast, but it completely changes the game. Like, now whenever I say that, people think I'm like Jesus now, which is so <laughs> weird. Because I'm was this, i the same person. I think the, the message I got from that, though, which I think is a good takeaway for all of us, is you need to go in the right room where you know something will be valued. Status symbols matter a lot more than I thought they did. Like, even with my YouTube channel, that's the best business card in the world. Like, people see my – obviously, you took a – I'm coming, we took a chance on each other two years ago, yeah. But but now it's like okay like when when people when people see my pitches now they go oh okay like that count is pretty big so they go let's have Brendan on the show and I just realize it's so important the same thing with this even if even if you have to pay to get it mm-hmm. which is kind of sad because I just wanted to impact people but I realized you got to pay up if you want to impact more people <laughs> sometimes yeah it's like um, I learned uh, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing. <clears throat> a guy who helps grow uh, Facebook groups. And he's like, the best way to do it is with paid ad because it's the only way to hit the mass audience because Facebook will prioritize those ads in those feeds. So once you start getting uh, at a certain point, you'll hit a critical mass where ads really won't be necessary because the content will be pushing it to all the platforms. But yeah, you'll have to pay. Organic only works until 
a certain level and then their pay comes in um go ahead sorry go ahead no i was about to say exactly right i think there's like a there's a balance between organic and paid i think what we've done in our business that's worked really well because there's some things i've paid for but Mm -hmm. but but i've largely saved a lot of money in the process i would say the biggest thing is people don't leverage their existing clients enough so the way that i was able to grow my book pretty quickly since I was broke two years ago when I first met each other, and I'm not so much anymore, is really because we get our existing clients who get great results with us to introduce their friends to our free training. So it's not even about directly referring them to coaching. It's about going, hey, Brendan's doing this cool free workshop. He's been on this cool podcast. Why don't you listen to it? Wow. So it just skyrockets the credibility. And Sharon Srinivasta says this great thing and I love. He says, fame is the most efficient business model. And I think that's so powerful because when somebody sees you on a podcast, when somebody sees you doing a YouTube, when somebody goes to a free workshop that's like mind-blowing, it increases conversions a lot faster. So that's what's worked with us in our business. I love that piece of advice because, yeah, I uh, some of the people I follow on uh, and they're building businesses and they help build marketing they've just talked about how powerful podcasting is it's the cheapest form of marketing um and you, you usually like you you dropped it now and you've probably seen some results from the uh, entrepreneurs on fire either giving you that credibility or bringing people to you but the real results come in six months tracked so like in six months from now like june of next year you're going to be having so much more uh clients because the the seo and that will be working so much f- more for you oh my god going to be interesting coming back to you in a year i think this is a yearly uh, interview kind of like the billy <laughs> eilish every year with vanity fair but it's going to be a, a real yearly review with brandon and see how he's going since the last time he was on the show for sure i i think that's the biggest lesson i learned this year feel around paying for credibility is because that's the best investment i think i've made and the reason is because now in every of our podcast pitches we just include that link it like the conversions are unreal like it's crazy People reply to you immediately and they go, oh, you're on that show? Oh, you must be really important. I'm like, I'm not that important. But, <laughs> but if you be think sure I... You are because you're impacting people. <laughs> oh, thank you, with your... I appreciate it. No, but it is. Your talks, like I really love going in and seeing when you dissect how someone speaks or how the the proper... Like your, your videos are a how-to. So if someone wants to get better in presenting, your videos teach them. And if they're like, oh, I love Brendan Fraser, I'm going to follow, you know, or I don't think you've done one on Brendan Fraser, but I think oh, yeah. you did one on Tim Cook, right? Uh, I did one on Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. That's right. I knew yeah, it was Tim an Cook Apple guy. Not, I wasn't sure. He's not that great of a speaker. So I don't no, he's a, bus- he's a smart businessman, not that great of a, a speaker. But yeah, you did one on Steve Jobs. And if someone idolizes Steve Jobs, your video will actually help them be, be learn to speak more like them and be more presentable like them. So you are impacting the world. You are changing the world and you deserve to be on those podcasts because you, you are able to help people. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. It was, it's a, it's, it's this fascinating idea of like, even if you have the best product, cause I've been grinding master talk since I was like, geez, 19. So it's been seven years now, but I've been creating content for almost four. And so it's like, there's this two buckets of being a thought leader that I'm kind of figuring out as I'm maturing as well. One piece is like creating great content, which unfortunately most people don't do well. So so that's Mm -hmm. the focus. But then the other piece is the marketing. How do you distribute that content in a way that other people get hold of it? Because the algorithm on YouTube ain't going to help you. It's really tough to crack that.
So that's what I'm trying to figure out now. So it's going to be like podcasts and we're still testing out a bunch of strategies. But yeah, definitely, definitely leading with the right intention is so important. Like the impact that we're creating with Master Talk. Absolutely. Has your why of starting Master, Master Talk, sorry, changed since we last talked? massively massively now i have a whole story behind it which i'll share it with you but the the why initially was just helping university students in my local community i didn't even think this would be international it was just i was graduating from those case competitions backstory for those who don't know i used to do these things called case competitions think of it like professional sports for nerds other guys <laughs> majored playing like football right i was playing presentations competitively that's how i learned how to speak it was accidental because i wanted to be an accountant and then as i got older i started coaching all of those students on how to communicate ideas effectively and i accidentally got good at communication coaching that's what led to master so that's the backstory so what i realized when i started working at ibm in like april of 2019 i realized that i would get really busy and i wouldn't have time to coach the students anymore so that's actually what prompted the Master Talk YouTube channel to begin with. I was just like, oh, I should probably just share them with these 80 people every year because I just can't make the time to coach them anymore. That was the thought. And then when I was making videos, now it's gotten a lot bigger. So now it's like this whole story that I'm happy to share. And the story is about Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift in 2014, she wins an award called Woman of the Year by a company called Billboard, the music company. And she looks at the crowd and goes, your future Woman of the Year is 11 years old right now she's learning how to sing she's in choir and we need to take care of that girl and then six years later what happens flash forward billy eilish wins woman of the year at the age of 17 she's barely a woman and she wins the award so she gets up on stage she's got a big bulky jacket big glasses she looks at the crowd and goes yo what's up like i don't know how to win this award and then she gives rambling and then the last 30 seconds of what she shares phil really changed my life and solidified my why in the process. She looked at the crowd and said, oh yeah, and, and like in 2014, I was watching Taylor Swift's speech and I was 11 and I was in choir and I was learning how to speak and how to sing and how to share ideas and you all took care of me. So thank you. And she walks off stage. And the reason that blew my mind was because I thought about the next Elon Musk because when Elon was 12 years old, nobody cared about him. He was this kid in South Africa. He was being abused by his dad. No one was really helping. And I thought about the next Elon Musk, who might be a seven-year-old girl in Cambodia, who might be a 15-year-old girl in Utah. What are we doing for them? Are we creating resources for that person? So now the mission of Master Talk is to empower every genius of our society to become exceptional communicators, whether they can afford a communication coach or not, so that society, the human race, evolves at lightning speed. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a lot better. I, I did Way a better, better. job uh, on the podcast from last week, but <laughs> damn, that is, that is that that is gold right there. That is, uh, yeah, no, that's gonna be great, especially with. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing hit that inspire. I want. I'm looking forward to having um, the next Elon Musk on my podcast and say they were inspired by Master Talk. That's. That's going to be very exciting to happen because I'm going to continue this on until I'm 95 years old at least. Because um, <clears throat> this is my, this is like I love this. This talking, talking the uh, the audience, learning about them is what I bring joy. It's like I'm never going to stop this podcast, regardless of how famous it gets. I'm never stopping this. You're going to be a famous guy, so I'm glad I met you early too. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it's a it's it's mutual here. Like every year, you're going to have to come back on the podcast. It's I'm down. Done. You know why you're going to be famous? 
because your name is easy to spell and mine really isn't. It's like Phil better. Well, I want to get better, so I guess I might as well <laughs> listen to this. Shh, don't tell anybody that. Uh, <laughs> Brennan, um, as per usual, I always ask the four questions, but we've we've already gone through those four questions podcast. Well, actually, three out of the four. The fourth one is new. So I, I'm pretty sure you've you, you've heard of yes, yes, uh, and you know there's their their clothing line seek discomfort, whether merch line seek discomfort. They had the game called Spark that was really, and it's 200 questions uh, to spark conversations with uh, strangers. And I went through them because I'm a huge supporter of their mission of like you know one you seek discomfort to change yourself to grow, and it's all it's like investing in yourself, which is basis of this show. Um, so I bought the game. I went through the 200 questions, pulled out the 50 that relatively fit to entrepreneurship. And I'm going to ask you one of them. All right. So that's the last question I do because I want to be tr- truly transparent. And it's to clip that this question and use it to grow the podcast using the Yes Theory um, fandom because they're behind this thing. And I'm supporting them because I talk about them on the show. Um, this is this is great because you you pretty much said it the whole episode. But tell me about a goal that you've already turned into a reality. A goal I've already turned into reality. I would say for me, there's so many, but I would say the biggest one is definitely being a guest at Entrepreneurs on Fire, and the reason is because everyone that I looked up to, Lewis House was like my hero. I listened to his podcast since I was like 20. I met him, my business partner at his event, Tony Robbins. Gary Vaynerchuk, Scott Harrison, the CEO and founder of Charity Love. I like gift his book to like everybody. They all went from that day forward, they all went from being my heroes to being my colleagues because I joined that list of all of those people who were on the show. And that really solidified what I really want to do because in five, 10 years, you know, my goal to be on Joe Rogan, it will be to be on Lewis's show, it'll be to be on all of them. This was like that first real step to actually making that a reality. And I get... And, and I and I'm honestly in awe. Of, it's crazy. I was I was able to do this so quickly, and I'm really grateful for the people around me, including the people like you who who supported what I do and really believed in it to get me to this point. But there's a lot more to go, so we got to keep tracking. Very excited to see where you're going, um, Brandon. I'm going to jump off the screen. I'm going to let you tell my audience where they can follow you, support you, and get learn about more about Master Talk. Um, so, sir, the floor is yours. For sure, Phil. Thanks so much for having me on. Such a pleasure. So two easy ways to keep in touch. The first one is definitely the YouTube channel. Just go to Master Talk in one word. You'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to speak. And the second way to keep in touch is to attend one of my free communication workshops that I deliver over Zoom. So you get to see a lot of my tips that we talked about today. Well, not so much today, but just in general, because we talked about my story today. But if you want to, if you want those communication tips, you want to see them live, just go to Rockstar communicator.com and register for an extra of course uh first of all brendan thank you so much for coming back on the show i'm looking forward to talking to you in a year and having you as a, a yearly tradition on the show um my audience of course the links will be in the show notes down below make sure you go check out master talk on youtube it is phenomenal and remember to always invest in yourself 